Hi, welcome to the Fit Me Forever podcast hosted by the OmniFit. We're about all things fitness. We help women get off the diet roller coaster to find sustainable health, embracing life right where you are on the way to where you're going. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Coach Jody V, a certified nutrition coach who specializes in helping women become physically and mentally strong to regain energy for a life they love. I would like to welcome my co-host, Kayla Duncan, owner of the OmniFit, and fellow colleague and nutrition coach, Taylor Bloxham. Together, we are the OmniFit. Hey guys, welcome back to the Fit Me Forever podcast. Today I'm here with Coach Jody and Coach Taylor, and we're going to be talking about what are you afraid of? Six reasons fear keeps you from sustainable change. Um, we came up with this topic because these are some um, pretty paramount things that just come up over and over and over again. And we felt like since we're at the start of one of our seven-day challenges that it was so appropriate to, to be chatting about this. Definitely. Um, we we kind of laugh because we do routinely hear a lot of the same same questions and um, uh, just just I don't know. We just jotted down six things that we hear commonly and um, like just starting with let's just jump right in, right? Yeah. And, um, so so starting the first question we often get is, "Am I doing the right thing?" And um, I I don't or I don't know what to do and is you know have what I've been doing, is it the right plan for me? So, um, Taylor, are you doing the right thing? (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's such an easy thing to, you know, really just get so discouraged with all of us, uh, get very discouraged when we don't maybe have that accountability, um, or just some kind of, um, just some kind of confirmation that we're going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Um, and so obviously community is such a big thing um, and that accountability is so important, but just to make sure that that's not letting you um, derail you in any kind of way or lack confidence just because um, that you're, you're fearful that you're not doing the right thing. Because honestly, in all, in all opinions, it's, it's so important that you're just taking steps forward and not worrying about if it's the right thing, because there's never a quote unquote, right thing. There's plenty of ways you can do something. There Mm -hmm. really is. Um, But it's just, if, is it right for you? And so that's why with our clients and with, with the challenges that we do, it's, it's really honing in on how is this going to work and be sustainable for you and what you're going to be doing and and, in your season of life. So I think that is just the most important thing is making sure that it's right for you in your season season of life, as well as, as long as you're taking steps forward, not staying where you are, you know, um, because there's never the right thing. It's just when we get really hung up on those small details, that's where it really starts to, uh, cause us to be really fearful. Mm -hmm. I think that too. And there's just so much information out there that, um, there's, like you said, Taylor, there's a lot of things that work. Um, and with the amount of information that is out there, it sometimes can feel confusing because so-and-so says this is the right thing and so-and-so says this is the right thing and you're only going to make progress this way or that way. And it gets really confusing, you know, for a lot of ladies to know. Um, but just know that, like you said, moving forward and and forging a path into and, and educating yourself along the way is what's super important. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was going to say that, I mean, the only way that you're really going to know 
if you're doing the right thing is if you do it for long enough consistently to draw that feedback. So building on what, you know, coach Tay just said about, is it the right thing? Well, it can even look like the perfect plan on paper. Um, but if it's not working for you, let's figure out why it's not working. And that's really, um, that's probably the most important takeaway from that. When someone asks me that is like, well, is this right for me? I end up asking more questions. What's working? What's not? What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? What do you enjoy? You know, you guys have heard us a lot talking about making sure that you enjoy something because obviously that's going to be a little more sustainable, but it doesn't mean you're going to do all the things you love. There's always some sort of um, balance give and take between what I love to just eat carbohydrates all day long. Well, I mean, I'll, my mind thinks that I would, even though after even a day of that, I start to feel kind of sluggish. But that's the food I might naturally go towards, even if the carbohydrate looks something like a bunch of vegetables, because I love snacking on a whole bag of baby carrots. But it doesn't mean that I can have that for lunch and not be, you know, that's not going to serve my body as well as just even combining a protein shake with that or having some chicken salad or, you know, something else. So am I doing the right thing? Maybe, (laughs) but you have to do it long enough to see. Well, here's one of the, uh, the second, probably most asked questions that we get is, um, you know, is, will this work for me? And that is, we call it kind of the ghost of diet past. Um, Mm -hmm. We encounter lots of people that have um, had quite a dieting history Mm -hmm. and personally, you guys know my thing is I'd like to take the word diet and absolutely just fling it from the American lexicon and like we just that doesn't even exist anymore. Um, but it's pretty much like I've tried so many times, you know, this before. Why might what you're suggesting would be different? So that's a question that we get. Um, and people are generally afraid is like, yeah, I want what I think I see, but I don't know if you know, like I've tried to get there before and it hasn't worked for me. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think about that? And, and, yeah. And yeah. I think that's just, that's just living in fear and that's what we're not meant to do, you know? So that's the first thing that primarily sticks out in my mind is just living in that fear is that's not, that's not living in freedom. That's not moving forward right. and, and getting to, um, reach your, reach your goals and reach your potential and your destiny. So that's the first thing, but also the fact that, you know, obviously it's really important what we've done in the past, as far as like dieting history and what we've done to our bodies and the way that shapes us now, um, in terms of what our bodies are going to want to do with it. Meaning if you've been dieting for three years, you're probably not going to respond pretty well, you know, that kind of thing, or even longer than that, there's women who have been in a deficit for 10 years and haven't even noticed. They're just like, Oh, mm-hmm. and now they want to lose fat and they cannot, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, that is a, a big deal. Um, but why would this time be any different? Um, our, our bodies are ever changing all the time, mm-hmm. really. And, and in terms of, you know, our hormones and the stressors in life, the different variables, um, you know, menopause, pregnancy, uh, menstrual cycles, like all these different things and different variables um, and seasons of life where our body our bodies are going to react differently. Mm-hmm. And so when we just treat it with that grace over a long period of time, and again, get plugged in, start educating yourself, start getting on a consistent path to change. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and feeding yourself and exercising and doing those things, again, adapting a plan that works for you, I think that that is, is going to be where you're going to start to sit successfully set yourself up for a better route. What do you guys think on that? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I think the, I mean, just the fact of having ghosts in your diets past, um, that means that there were something about those things that you did that didn't work for you. Um, so let's set those aside, you know, write those things down and overlay them on top of what is being asked of you now, whether that's coming from the seven day challenge, whether that's something you, you know, read online by somebody that you follow that really works. If there's some of those overarching things that did not work for you, um, that might be something that's like, okay, maybe I should change this. It doesn't mean that the whole program doesn't work for you, but those are some kind of overarching things that you can do to go, okay, I can, which moves us into point number three is I can integrate this into my life a little bit better. Um, and by integrate, we mean by your spouse, your significant other, your children, um, your friends and your social life, or what about your grandkids? If, you know, I've worked with a lot of clients recently that actually watch their grandkids. So they have them. So even though that those same challenges that a new mom might have with nap schedules and just being go, 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 go all day long, grandparents can feel that same thing, even though you kind of think you're, you're out of that, you know, mm-hmm. um, but social life. And so is that, is what you're going to accomplish going to be too difficult for the people around you? Um, and a lot of times it just requires some of that integration. Yeah. I think that that integration is huge and it may, it, Sometimes it works better if it's a gradual integration and um, the the individual that's trying to make change kind of goes back to that. The ghost thing too is you really have to own your own change. And um, that sometimes is hard if you're not in an environment that is super friendly to that change. Because sometimes the people we love don't necessarily want to see us change. They like us just the way they are. And so there's a lot of psychology um, and just you know social issues that come along with that, but you can navigate those and move your way towards health, um, especially when you're in community and can talk out loud about what those um, struggles and challenges are, and then get new insight from from the people around you about how how to navigate that. Um, because you do want you want to be involved. You don't want to isolate yourself or how you eat from the rest of your family life or your, your friends. You don't want to be that, that girl, you know, kind of thing. No. And that, that rolls us right into the point four about missing out. So just to kind of recap before you guys get lost, the listeners that are listening to us, um, am I doing the right thing? The ghosts of diets past integrating that into your life, whatever that program is that you're doing. And does that cause you to miss out? Um, these are the fears of like, before you even want to start, you're like, Ooh, I'm not going to be able to do Sunday brunch with my family, or, you know, I'm not going to be able to go to this and that I've got a lot of bridal showers coming up. So I, I, now is not the good time to start, or maybe I'm going on vacation. We actually had a challenger, um, join that is at Disney this week, I think, I saw yeah. which is really cool. cool and last, last month we had a challenger that they were on spring break. So they were in Florida at a spring break and it's been so insightful to see how, um, how you guys are, are taking the concepts that we're teaching and integrating them into your everyday life. No, you might not be able to exercise exactly how the training program is that we've provided, but you can do some sort of movement. And when you adopt those principles into your everyday life, that is sustainable change. Like that is your, 
your ongoing, how do I make this work for me? Um, Jody, you were traveling a bunch um, last week and maybe the week before and posting in our Fit Me Forever group about integrating your lifestyle into your lifestyle. <laughs> like it was just your, your scenery had changed, but your life was the same. Yeah. I think that um, you, we all have to be careful not to make excuses, but rather make choices. And when I say that, it's like, okay, I'm making, I am making the choice that I might decide to go on vacation and I'm not going to pay attention to anything I eat, but I've made that choice and I'm totally okay with that. I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. But there are times that maybe I'm traveling or on vacation that I really do want to be mindful of that. So there's not a right or wrong. You just need to know that on the outside or, you know, at the end of it, you obviously have to expect based on what you decided to do, what that outcome is going to look like. Mm -hmm. What kind of feedback, going back to the feedback again, your body is going to give you. Um, I find it quite fun to be able to keep within um, certain boundaries, but then at dinner, I, I enjoy myself. Mm -hmm. But I stopped before I was full and I paid attention. You know, I slowly paid attention to those hunger cues and just enjoyed the process. So. Mm -hmm. And you don't come home feeling guilty. You come home and you're like, yeah. hey, I had a great trip on to the next thing. Like it just, yeah. life totally. just continues. There's not that transition of like, oh, I feel so horrible. And, you know, mm -hmm. and there's also not the dread or fear of I'm going on vacation. I don't want to lose all the progress that I've made. Right. Um, those are some, those are some really like hard stops that we, um, really work with our clients on around reframing our mindset around those different events and those things and utilizing these, the, these tools and these strategies, um, they can be game changing, mm -hmm. game changing. Yeah. So how will this fit into my busy life? That's point number five. Um, how, how time consuming is, you know, eating healthy, grocery shopping, movement. I've had this question a lot as some people were actually asking last week about um, joining the seven day challenge. Some people message, you know, pri private DMs and stuff on Instagram and Facebook about like, what is the commitment here that I would be committing to? What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I love that because it's it is a commitment and it's to you personally that you have the choice and power over. And I think that that people just just don't know really what to do with that, you know? They really don't. They're just like letting it control them and when you have the power and the the choice to make a decision and and know your schedule and know where things are going to go where, have those boundaries, you know. Um and so there's so much power in those choices, you know, and there's, it's so much more simple than it has to, it has to be for most people, you mm -hmm. know, um, is in terms of, I think a lot of what society thinks that, you know, eating healthy or meal prepping or grocery shopping has to do is like this huge day where you take everything and put it in Tupperware containers and just, you know, slave away in the kitchen all day long <laughs> mm -hmm. um, or, you know, spend two hours a day in the gym. Um, whatever the case may be, none of those are realistic for, in fact, really anybody. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's just so important to note it's whatever is going to work for you. And if that means that you, you know, are doing laundry and you put some crock pot chicken in your crock pot and then, you know, um, set aside your gym clothes for the week, that right there is preparation, mm -hmm. you know, 
And that is, is what is going to help it be sustainable for you and something that is actually going to be, again, integrated into your schedule, into your family life and have it be something that doesn't feel like you have to be constantly stretching um, for, to, for you to attain it. I think too, um, it comes down to, you really have to want to make changes. Mm-hmm. And when I go back to the decision versus um, excuses, you're, whatever you focus on is what you're going to get more of. And I think that, um, you know, how will this fit into my busy life is we all have busy lives. I mean, I, I'm a busy professional, but I know that I can only do what I can do is if I have good rest and I'm eating well. And if I don't do that, I'm not going to be able to deliver my best into the world. And you know what? There's busy moms. There's busy, like there's, everybody has full lives. And so you have to decide, um, really it it is a decision, um, to give yourself the gift of health. And that looks a little bit different at different stages for all of us. I think that, um, the, the biggest, you know, the biggest thing is to um, make that decision and that can come to fruition over time. The thing that we know, like in the seven day challenge, we deliver a ton of educational information, but what we know is willpower is an exhaustible resource. You can only go so far on willpower. And many of us have experienced that and we'll like tie that back again to ghost of diets past. What really where change starts to happen is when you begin to focus on the one or two things that you are, that are going to be non-negotiable that you're going to do. Um, and that might be, you know, I'm just going to, I know that I need to move three times a week and I don't have time in my schedule to do that for one hour, but I'm going to do it for 30 minutes. And that's my commitment to myself and the gift to myself. And then you just, you start overlaying new habits like that that are non-negotiables with other habits. And for different people, that's going to look different. Um, And just over time, um, we're all about sustainable change. And we know that happens with habit change. And when we try to do everything sometimes all at once, though we deliver a ton of education all at once in a short period of time. So you have the information, like with the seven-day challenge or with our transformation blueprint program, we know that it takes time to really integrate that into those busy lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the last question is a lot of people ask, how can I afford, um, how can I afford it? Like eating healthy is so expensive. And we, we, Kelly, you want to talk a little bit about? Yeah, it's great. You know, hearing you guys just go over those things, I'm over here just shaking my head saying like, yes, yes, this is so the, A little bit goes a long way. It goes a long way in terms of eating healthy and making it affordable for large or small families. You know, I'm a budgeting family over over here. Um, We're very cognizant of of our spending. You know, high five, Dave Ramsey, Um, and just and just being aware of those things. And but it goes right back to how do I fit this into my busy life? Most of us are you know, working or juggling family and things like that, that are going to absorb more of those resources, time and money, both of them being resources. And so how can I afford it monetarily? How can I afford it with my time? Because it takes time to prep these foods. And one of the coolest things about being in one of the communities that that we host, whether that's Fit Me Forever, Transformation Blueprint, or in the seven day challenge is 
so much shared advice on how people make this work in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, I had somebody send me a personal text message this week about, I'm tired of this breakfast. Um, do you have some ideas? And I just immediately said, Hey, can I just share this in our group? Because I might offer up two or three great ideas that they may or may not agree with. Like, I don't like that food or whatever. I posted that in Fit Me Forever and instantly like 20 people are like, do this, do this. I love this. That is how you create sustainable change because what's going to work in my family, what's going to work for my palate in my kitchen and my time might not work for you. And same thing with, you know, gym schedules and things like that because um, we all like and eat, you know, to do different things. And so eating healthy, being expensive, no way. Absolutely. I I will trump that all day long because chicken goes on sale. Vegetables go on sale. I mean, I'm just now, I feel like it's just kind of this regular cycle of when I peruse through the grocery store, I'm like, got my eyes open. Like, you know, what is, what's on sale this week? What can I make with that? There's this wide variety. We talk about this in our cookbook about Mm -hmm. how to interchange different things. We might have you know, uh, shredded beef tacos, because that week that I made that meal, shredded beef was on sale. Well, this week, ground turkey's on sale. So all I do is just drop some ground turkey into that shredded beef recipe. Mm-hmm. Simple yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, I love that. Because one thing I'm, I'm thinking of right now is, you know, is it still expensive or such an impact? Um, and disclaimer too, I totally understand what it's about with with living very tightly, and just not being able to to afford some things. That's totally understandable. But is it still as, as a big of an impact to you if you are feeling better, functioning better, you know, really, really investing into your health? Um, is, is that extra, you know, $2, $3, whatever for free range or organic grass-fed, whatever, is that still worth it to you by the way you're feeling, you know, mm-hmm. and doing your research and educating yourself on some of those things? Um, I think is, is necessary. Um, but it's, it's so, it's so important that you're, you're feeding your body those, those nutrients and not skipping out on that just because of, um, the little more investment in yourself and that investment into your health is so worth it. Right. And, and I think too, into your family, um, mm-hmm. I, I would say I'm with you, Taylor, like every single time I would trump that, um, when you shop the outside of the grocery store, which are generally whole food type items and avoid prepackaged food that's in the center of the grocery store, you're paying for food. You're not paying for packaging generally. And I just think that it's very doable. Yes, your, your palate and t- taste may require some changes over time, but you have to give your palate and taste the opportunity for those changes mm-hmm. um, and sharing in a community, you know, like great recipes and um, like, just like the feedback from the Facebook group. Um, it is so fun to learn new things in community um, and better ways to be able to invest because quite honestly, I would pr- rather pay a little bit more now than pay later with, um, you know, significant health consequences related to, you know, chronic inflammation and diabetes and heart disease and, um, you know, just you name it, all kinds of autoimmune. I mean, it's just um, the investment on the front end. And we don't talk enough about that in our North American culture. I don't think about the preventative aspects of health. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead, it's a lot more about what the treatment is after. So anyhow. Right. 
No, I think that's really great. And so um, just to kind of wrap things up for you guys today, what are you afraid of? Six reasons fear keeps you from sustainable change. Number one, am I doing the right thing? Number two, ghosts of diets pass. Number three, integration, integrating that into your life. Four, am I missing out? I'll never be able to eat the foods I love. Will I have to do this forever? Um, number five, how does this fit into my busy life? And number six, can I afford it? Um, and we hope today that you were able to um, rest a little bit easier about maybe some of those things that you might have been fearful of or in the past and that maybe you can adopt some of these concepts. And like Jody had mentioned earlier in the podcast, just little by little, you know, maybe just one of these really stood out for you and you can keep your eyes open as you, you know, go to the grocery store this week or as you choose to have breakfast this week, just something small that makes that willpower go, okay, I don't have to fight against this. This is something that is pretty simple. And you take those, um, what used to be intentional changes and almost move them into more automatic. This is just what I do. I don't really have to think much about it. And then as you start to do that and you take those things that are at once very mindful and intentional and you move into the automatic, they just begin to stack. And that creates your foundation for what just is immovable. I mean, I'll just, I'll always have protein as a, as a specific part of my choice of food because that's what makes my body feel good. And I've seen results from that. So we hope that that can be the takeaway. Um, just kind of short and sweet for you, short and sweet for you this week. Um, anything else ladies? Oh, I think, we've I think that covers all the reasons. Yeah. <laughs> all the awesome. fears that are so common. So awesome. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week then. Well, there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for joining in to another episode of the Fit Me Forever podcast. If you guys have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out via email at info at theomnifit.com. And of course, please connect with us on social media. All of our handles, our Instagram and Facebook are both at The Omnifit. And if you like this kind of content, if you like what we're putting out, please rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. That helps other people find us, and it lets us know that we're putting out content that you enjoy. All right, talk to you guys soon.